0: On well, that yeah, podcast experience, listeners, welcome back to the episode of that podcast experience. Today we have Troy Holt. He runs his own company, Troy Holt, Troy Holt Insurance Company, LLC, and he's from Florida. That's enough for him to let Troy introduce himself.
1: Thank you so much, Kev, uh, for having me. It's truly my honor and my pleasure to be uh, on this podcast. Uh, I count it a privilege to be a guest. Uh, Again, as Kevin said, uh, my name is Troy Holt. I own a company called Troy Holt Consulting, LLC here in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, I work in the area of uh, relationship marketing. Uh, My company centers around building relationships. Uh, Many people, um, they're more transactional for sales because I'm in sales. They're more transactional than relational. And I believe that if you build relationships with people, they'll be a long-time customer. And when I say build relationships, I mean uh, you know about their birthdays, their anniversaries, those type of things. You have uh, where you can, you know, t- uh, talk or they can call you or text you. It can It could not even be about business, about sales, just that type of relationship, and that's my philosophy, and that's what I believe in, building relationships with people.
0: That's awesome, brother. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Tell me how you started the Troy Holt LLC and what really was the background inspiration behind
1: that. I guess the background inspiration uh, for me, I've been in sales uh, now about twenty years, mm. and so I wanted to have an umbrella uh, under uh, where I had a, a business, you know, to to prevent myself from having uh, liabilities. Uh, and putting it under the creating my company, and putting it on the, under the LLC, it also gives you some tax advantages, and then that's what I wanted to do. Now, the my my why is is basically I wanted to be able to coach and teach people that uh, sales is a relationship game, not just a numbers game, but it's a relationship game, and I wanted to share with people some things, some strategies, and tips. Uh I've learned uh and one area that we um uh, we really have is is social media yeah. and one thing about social media, Kevin is you have millions of people and it's free yes, but sir. what happened but what happens is too many people are more of a billboard rather than a build of relationships. And so, when a person becomes a billboard uh there's no life there, there's no emotion, there's no enthusiasm uh people just publicize their their business, and so I wanted to coach people to say, "Hey, it's about building relationships and some some people may not even be a- may, may they might not they may not ever be a customer or a client, but you may have a friendship, a long-term friendship and so that's just my philosophy.
0: It's a great philosophy you have man and you've been in the game for 20 years now when you started there was no social or it was very young Correct. facebook started like oh three, oh four, and now you're here in 2020 which is crazy to think uh what's the biggest thing you have seen in those 20 years of experience and how do you connect the family aspect compared to like you said the walking billboard Um
1: I think it's just well uh remember Social media is more psychology than technology. Mm. And so what people do, they get caught up in the technology and not the psychology. And what I mean by that, everybody everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants to be, uh, they want attention. And what I mean by attention, I I don't mean negative attention, people doing things just to draw negative attention. But people like to, they want to be noticed. They want to be appreciated. Uh, They want to feel like people care. And that's online and offline. And so that doesn't change because you get online and a person change their humanity. And so we have to tap into the people who humanity. Uh, uh, I was on one of your, your. I listened. I was listening to one of your podcasts, and mm-hmm. I can't think of his name, but he he said it this morning. He said selling is more uh, emotional than logic. People buy on emotion and not logic. We 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 buy on emotion. We justify it on logic, and that's still the case. And so uh, if you just uh, uh, the, the, there's a sense that people buy from whom they know, like, and trust. And you can build relationships with people that you never even met if you be truthful, be transparent, be helpful, be caring.
0: I like that, man. I like how you said that. And I believe that might have been the first episode of Kendall. Yeah, he dropped some dimes in that one. Um, it's a very interesting concept, right, with the social space. Everyone thinks, it's not just even automation, right? You see oh, I want to talk about the, the following number, or I'm just doing this for the likes, right, and that's fake engagement. Uh, with the family aspect and sales, though, this is an interesting kind con- you might know more, do you believe when you're trying to do, like I said, have those relationships in the sales, what kind of feedback are you getting from, let's clients, but people who are trying to maybe go to your service, and what's a good elevator pitch for you guys, uh, for anyone trying to look into insurance? Or not insurance, just in consulting, I'm sorry, consulting.
1: Well, my, my elevator pitch is um, I help business owners, small business owners, mm-hmm. to build relationships. To uh, well, well, let me back up. I help small business owners obtain and retain clients through relationships by using celebration, appreciation, and consolation strategies.
0: All right, that's the that's CAN ahead. strategy. CAN strategy, C-A-N-S, if I'm not mistaken. Celebration, appreciation,
1: and consolation.
0: Cons. Okay, C-A-C, Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. And 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 let me explain. So celebration, I I'll go I'll go through my Facebook feed daily. Mm-hmm. To see who had a graduation graduation. See who had an anniversary. See who had a birthday. So we're talking about celebrating people. I I'm not asking for anything, giving. Celebrating. I shoot them a short message, Happy birthday. Um Kevin. Uh happy birthday. Hey can I get your uh, uh mailing address. Uh, I me and my wife wanna send you something. Hmm. Just a small token what i end up doing then i end uh, i'll take that their information and i'll create a a birthday card or if it's a graduation and i'll personalize it it'll be personalized i'll put pictures in there from my phone it's a mm-hmm. service that i use from my phone and send them that card you know just saying hey congratulations or uh you know we celebrating with you okay. or, or or say appreciation somebody done something for me uh, let's say i I got a client, I got a quote from them, uh, I a quote from them for insurance. I'll send them a, a thank you card, appreciation, appreciation. Just appreciate. Uh, or somebody do something small for me. could be small or big. Get their mailing address, send them a card. Uh, just to appreciate them. Someone said this, appreciation wins over self-promotion every time. So many people are trying to promote themselves. I just want to appreciate you. And then consolation, the other area. When people have death in the family, I get their mailing address. I send them a, a, a card. Sometimes people put their um, loved ones, you know, they have a picture of they getting ready to have a funeral, and I grab that and put it on a card. This is something that you always have. It's a keepsake. It's a memory. Uh, I didn't realize this, Kevin, uh, probably 15, well, probably 20 years ago, I didn't realize how important pets were to people. See,
0: hmm.
1: see, see, see uh, remember I said psychology. You celebrate people's wins and you comfort them in their losses. And so I remember uh, uh, I didn't realize 15, 20 years ago, how people much they love the pets. I remember a family, they lost a pet. There was a friend of a friend of a friend of ours. He was living here, he was in the Navy, and they lost a the pet. And they was all crying and boo-hoo. I had pets when I was a kid, had a dog, but they lost a the dog. I, I just didn't realize how important uh you know, pets are almost like people's children. So I see people they have a they have a loss of a pet. I've sent a couple of people, hey, I'm sorry for your loss. Send them a card with the pet on there. Just not asking for anything in return, just genuinely care, giving to help uplift people.
0: No, it's the uh, Troy touch, as I like to say. It's that little, <laughs> it's that touch of gratitude, man. No, it, it really, it really makes a difference, bro. In the world of automation, right? everyone's sending those—I don't want to say fake, but it just seems like those robotic messages of "Hey, how you doing?" You right. know, it, it, it's not—it doesn't feel family. What you're doing, definitely. You're balancing emotion, right? In a world like everyone's business and emotion doesn't mean You're balancing a little bit of the emotion factor. You're appealing to people's emotions. Yeah, you're understanding at the same time that a little celebration, a little thankful message doesn't have to be around holiday. It can be any time. goes a long way or, or even in constant way. I, I like that philosophy for sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: And 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 and, and it's, it's where, uh, Kevin, this is my philosophy. I'd rather make an impact than an income. Now I'm not against making money. I I believe in making money. I want to make money. So don't so I don't want anybody to think that uh Sorry. I'm downplaying money. Okay, so uh uh but what I'm saying is an impact is greater because it can leave a legacy. Whereas an income it only helps me, but an impact it helps others, and so I told uh, I've told people this. I said when I pass off the scene, when when the Lord calls my number and I pass off the scene, and people come to my uh, uh, funeral, I want them to say Troy I always tried to make an impact. That's the that's what I want to be remembered as. I always tried to make an impact.
0: It's great, bro. Absolutely. And it's, fun, it's funny because we're actually going to talk about impact in your, uh, your quote towards the end of the interview. We'll save that a little okay. bit later for sure. For sure. Um. So let's let's transition a little bit into the sales game, right? For Let's say sure. somebody who's not even familiar with sales, who has not a lick about sales, what are some things, or if they want to pursue a career, what are some things you have learned from the recruiting side trying to build a team? I know you said in one of the questions you're trying to look for a team – Give me a little insight, a little one-on-one on sales and building teams.
1: One thing is find out what everybody else is doing and do something different. Mm-hmm. You've got to stand out. There's too many, there's too many salespeople. There's too many uh, gurus. So, so you have to do something that stand. It could be something very small. So that, that's the one thing I would say. Figure out what everybody else is doing and figure out something that you could do differently. Now I worked in Wireless for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm a student. So I'm always learning, I'm always trying to grow, I'm always trying to improve. And uh one of the things that I used to do when I worked at um uh in Wireless, and I worked for one of the major companies, uh, and I, I read this, I got this, you know, I was reading on these like I say, learn tips. And so when someone would end up buying, purchasing their cell phones for me and, and they and they would leave, and I would say, Hey Kevin, do me a favor. And they said, "What?" I give them two cards that don't keep me a secret. And they would laugh, and I would laugh, but it always stuck with them. Uh, give them just two cards that don't keep me a secret. So I did something different that no one else would do. You know, still st- uh, stand out. Another thing that you know I would share uh, uh, within sales is, again, is the relationships. You know, sell, hit the numbers. Or build a re- relationships here's the reason why uh my wife and i uh have been married now uh going on 29 years and my wife when i first tried to talk to her she she, she was not interested okay so i get it and i tried all kind of tricks kevin uh kevin all kind of tricks that i used to use uh to uh, talk to women, date women. My wife wasn't going for it, so she she rejected me. I tried the second time. I couldn't could I I, I couldn't get uh, rid of her. I mean, I couldn't get off my mind. Just uh, and I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to even try anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the very the 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 third time was a charm. I waited one night till we uh, I met her at church. Waited till she got out of church. Uh and then I said her her maiden name was Lindsay. I said, uh, Sister Lindsay, will you go out with me? And she said, When? Now all the other times you say that, when she said when, I knew then that I had won. Okay, that was April of ninety one. We got married September ninety one. We've been married twenty nine years. Going on twenty nine years. September will be twenty nine years.
0: God bless, brother First off, God bless.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I said all that to say this. Her no was not now. Many people in sales they allow the no to discourage them and they quit. Sometimes no just means not now. However, my tip is stay connected with that person. Stay in contact with that person. Birthdays, uh Christmas, holidays, because you're gonna stay top of mind. When they're ready to buy whatever it is you sell, they're gonna come to you because you always stayed in contact, you always given, and you always were was was the one that you were uh, around, and so they remember. Well, I need a, I need a car. Uh, well, Troy's always uh, stayed top of mind because it was no, it wasn't. Uh, uh, it, they didn't when they said no, they didn't get upset and and cut them off and hate them. They okay, I understand it's not the right time. I'm going to wait till it's the right time. Would, would everybody come? No. but I'm just saying is sometimes no means not now.
0: Well, I understand what you're saying there, man. It's, it's crazy. When you first get into any industry, everyone talks about the fear of rejection, right? And I think Correct. the biggest the biggest stereotype people say is, well, you shouldn't fear it, right? But people do. And it causes not only mindset to develop in the wrong way, but it causes actions and details to get misconstrued. Uh, have you had any experience with uh, – obviously, that was a great example. We'll get a little bit more into that in a second. But have you seen anybody that you've known has tried to do this in this industry and they just were construed by that no and that first rejection?
1: Yeah, you know, I've, I've seen people uh, – most people think that the average person think that they're not a salesperson. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned, because I've studied sales, everybody's in sales. Yeah. Everybody's in sales. Kevin, are you married?
0: No, I'm not.
1: You have a girlfriend? No. Okay. My wife, I was trying to sell myself to get her to go out with me. You follow me? Yep, yep. When you go on a job, they tell you the interview is you selling yourself absolutely a politician is up they're trying to sell them sell their uh their ideals their ideology uh their policies to get people to buy into them to vote for them mm-hmm. everybody is in sales we always are trying to influence or persuade somebody for something and so if if, if so I, I agree there are some people that, that that sales is just not good good for them i, I agree but w- once I realized that I've been a salesperson really all my life, mm. it's it's a it's a wonderful profession. Now, sales is not easy. <laughs> if it was everybody'd be in sales. It's not always easy. It's simple, but it's not always easy.
0: Mm. No, you make a you make a very great point, and I think every time you go out there, whether it be like you said, the politician, you're trying to get a uh, job or a, a wife or uh, simple as trying to hey can you come over right you're selling your you're selling your reputation in a sense of hey this is what my ideology and you're trying to persuade that person the art of persuasion it goes back to the days of you know Aristotle and all that rhetoric and how we talk use yeah. the, the human language uh, word choice is big in the sales and also uh, the trans and you, you you mentioned this which is a really fascinating uh, thing that really led to this. I got tired of people being transactional rather than relational. How big yes. is that? And how, Can you explain a little bit more about that and how big that was into your development? Yes. So
1: transactional is, is like this. You go to uh, the convenience store and you you get a soda and a candy bar. That's just mm-hmm. a transaction. You don't have uh, – you may speak to the person. You know, if you come in there every day, you may end up building a relationship, but – Right. you just right. come in at one time it's just a transaction, or if I send you to a website and you purchase something, it's just a transaction uh it's transactional some people that's a, that, that's what they want you know uh, some people once they they sell a person, they don't have no more contact with them and and that's in some industries that you should keep in contact with a person, but they just sell the person and then they have no more contact with them because they got what they want. That's transactional whereas relational. Is you care, you involved in that person's life. You know you may you may know all the names of the kids. You may know the kid's birthday. Uh, if uh, something come up, if you if you're local, you may come over to the house for one of the kids' birthday parties. You got kids, and they have kids, and and you come together. That's relational. You you building those relationships. That's long term. That turns into friendships. And and sometimes uh, you can. Um, have where you, you you tried to offer your product or service it didn't fit this particular person, but you end up becoming friends uh you know through that you know just it wasn't either it was a, oh, it was either a pricing or the product or service wasn't what they needed or they fit, and you end up becoming friends it's still all relational so so too many people today want to be transactional and now uh, and that's a lot on on linkedin specifically mm-hmm. uh, i'm on linkedin heavily you have a lot of people that's very transactional they'll they're they would will, they will, the senior re- connection request you accept and then they turn around and they'll uh give you a pitch
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's transactional that's not relational now let me ask you this uh Kevin. If you went to the doctor for a headache Mm -hmm. and you went to the doctor and the doctor came out and you're there, you're in the waiting room, uh, you're waiting up uh, 15, 20 minutes. uh, The attendant calls you back, you go in there with the doctor, and the doctor starts prescribing you diabetes medication. You gonna be like, dog? What is this?
0: All right.
1: That's considered a medical malpractice when you say
0: that, Kevin. Yes, yeah, that's not even a relationship or a transaction. That's just like what, what's going on here. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's going on? Well, think about it like this: a doctor, when
1: you when when you come in, a real doctor, a doctor that cares. Mm-hmm. He's going to diagnose first. He diagnoses by asking questions. Where where does it hurt? How long have it been hurting? Have you tried anything uh, to, uh, to stop the hurt? What have you tried? Did it work? Who, what, when, where, why, questions. He's going to diagnose before he pitch. Sales, we should be diagnosing, asking questions. If not, we're going to have uh, sales malpractice because we pitch people and we don't know anything about them. I, I've been on LinkedIn and some of the things people try to pitch me, I offer the service.
0: <laughs> and,
1: you know what I'm saying? And, and so uh, you just they try to find out, ask questions. It was, you just wanted a transaction, not a relationship.
0: relationship
1: think of think of a remote a romantic relationship a rom- romantic relation relationship two people they interest in each other then they one person probably be dominant but they begin to ask questions what are your goals what are your dreams what are your aspirations uh where do you live uh how long you live lived there what do you do asking all these questions because i'm trying to sell. i'm trying to win her i'm trying i'm trying to sell, but first i got to get to know her before i can say hey uh we should get married." i, I can't sell on marriage if i don't know her
0: All Right. Right well, you know it's funny man it's crazy everyone says you're you're, you're absolutely right to say sales but you also always have to be like a social worker too it's, it's funny because i remember one time mm-hmm. uh i remember one time the first uh the first thing I, as I took one course in social work, and and the first thing they said, the first thing you do is before you even diagnose it, you get data, right? You get the data, you get what they got, like whatever they're right. telling you. You record that data, and the second thing is clarifying questions, right? Yeah. And, and then you find a solution. So it's yep. almost like we have to play the relational, um, uh, relational game, and also understand that the transactional game is always going to be there, like you said, on LinkedIn, other platforms, and almost no one to sniff it out. Now, you obviously have been in the game and know how to sniff it out. But for, let's say, somebody who doesn't know how to sniff that, out or feels like they're getting, not cheese, but feel like they're not getting the proper care, what would that message be to those guys so they can have some proactive tips next time they see it? Uh,
1: my message would be for them is just to uh... – call the person out on it, you know, just do it, you know, do it politely, you know, just say, Hey, you know, uh, I'm sure your product or service is good, but I would prefer you get to know me. And if it's something that I really could use or need before uh, I do the transaction or the service or whatever it is. And you know, you know, don't be intimidated. You know, but just let the person know. And I wouldn't, like, I, said, I wouldn't do it in a mean or rude way. Just let a person know, hey, uh, I prefer people. Your preference. I prefer people who get to know me before they just come and try to offer me their product or service. You know, because I, uh, I don't want to. Uh, uh, and and then again, too, Kevin, there's an old saying. People don't. People do not want to be sold. They want to buy. Right. So you come in, you trying to force it down, you trying to sell me. Let me let me look at it. Let me let me analyze it. Ask the questions, and then you offer the solution. and I make a decision. Okay, you know what? That, that that works for me. I think that'll help me because you're solving a problem.
0: Right, right. And I think the whole culture of trying to shove things down people's throats. Even though it's real, I think it's one of those things that can be easily broken if we take people like Troy myself, and myself and people who are just willing to say, hey, listen, we know how to sniff that out with the age of social media. That's the good thing about social You can sniff it out like that. And because hmm. you can sniff it out like that, you know who to connect with, and you can use that sales tactics in the sense of, hey, I want to connect with my tribe. Sales can be applied to anything. It can be applied to networking. It can be applied yeah. to anything. So it, it gives you that advantage of perspective for sure
1: true definitely Awesome. and i like
0: yeah, go, go ahead. ahead no i was going to say
1: uh and i like connecting with people and associating with people who because because kevin if you have a product or service and then i refer because because people gonna they're gonna uh, go off my re- recommendation because they know that i'm a person of integrity uh I'm not going to play games. I'm not going to trick them. So if I'm going to refer someone, then they're going to know it's it's going to be on the up and up. Now, if that person flips the script and do something that uh, I don't care, then I'm going to confront that person and say, look, you know, uh, the people that I know, I value those relationships, and I expect you to treat them right. Now, I get it you could have – where there's a problem, you can't fix it. You can't solve it. Person, I, I get it. I understand. Uh, you know, you have issues that some, and then there's some customers or clients you can't you you can't ever please. Uh, so I understand that. But uh, I'm just saying is, if I'm going to refer you, I've got to trust you and believe uh, that you will take care of those people that I refer. Oh, you make a good
0: point. Man. It really, it really is a. Uh... It's back and forth. It's, great. it's it's one of the it's like a chess game, right? In the sense that you you know that there's correct moves out there, and when you apply those correct moves, you can get the checkmate. And in this case, it's a relational checkmate, which I think correct. is a is a, is a fantastic quality. Uh, so I know I know you said in the the form you're working on your second book, but let's let's switch back to your first book, the the first book you created. How is it like being a published author? And give me your sales tactic on how you soldier book and how you got the referrals and whatnot to to get it out there
1: my first book was not so let me say this so so i came across a young uh older guy on linkedin nice guy and he's he's been in book publishing so he said he said i've watched you he said i know you've got a book in you now i I don't consider myself a writer. I don't even like writing. But I've I've, I've always wanted to author a book, you know, to share my knowledge, okay? So he kept pushing me, kept pushing me, you know. And then I had a deadline. So I'm actually a co-author. So what, what what we ended up doing, it was five of us. Yeah, I think it was five of us. And we all had a chapter. In a book called "Business Leader Success," and your chapter you could write on whatever subject you want, okay? And so, uh, it it was one of those things that you know I had to I had to rush to get it done for the deadline. And I, my chapter was on kindness. I believe in being kind to people. You know, showing kindness. Right, right. I believe ki- kindness is a, a lifestyle, and you you know that because what I told you some of the things I do. I just I just believe in being kind to people. Now, my kindness is not a weakness at all, but I do believe in being kind to people. So that was my my book. So uh, it's only on Kindle. It wasn't anything that I really marketed or tried to sell. I really haven't even pushed pushed it or tried to sell it. it it's just, uh, you know, I people say, "Hey, I am. Uh, I can say I am an author." However, my second book is going to be strictly me probably ten or twelve chapters and my this my second book is gonna be a, 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 a my life experience uh it's gonna be educating experience but it's gonna be about the subject of failure Ooh, I like
0: that.
1: and the reason being because uh if you if you go Kevin go research and look Google Amazon you see very 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 few books on failure, you see a lot on success, mm-hmm. but you see very few books on failure. On failure, I have a PhD in failure, <laughs> <laughs> so so I can talk about so many things. But failure is where we grow.
0: Learning experiences—that's all there is. Yeah, yeah, that's it.
1: That's it. Think about this, Kevin. You take a test, and the test is a 100- hundred point question and passing is 70 right right. okay so you make a 69 so you failed correct Mm -hmm. now which one are you going to go back and examine to learn why the 69 or the 31
0: Me, I would do both, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're, I, you're I rare. Like I feel like there's both learning experiences between the 69 and the 30. But the one thing I will say for the 69, you're so close to passing mm-hmm. versus the 31 where you're a little bit off. Well,
1: well, well, most people are going to say, well, what did I miss? How did I miss it? Right, they're,
0: going right. to go, they, they're going to look at the
1: 31 they missed, the failure, and that's where they're going to learn not the 69 that they got right so they already know it but the 31 that they missed they go let me see oh man i knew that and so that's where we and you said it that's where we learned that experiences the through failure and I, I told you i have a phd in failure
0: no it, it's it, it's it's a great thing that you um are tackling something that's not the grain, right? The grain is like you said. How many books are there on success? Success stories? <laughs> it's it's all day. But yeah. learning the learning stories, I, I, I don't even believe. It. I just I believe it's learning experience. Uh, the learning experience. There's not many, right? It's just it's very few in between. Yeah. And uh, I think the key is when you find that market. And someone young or somebody at all, right? Somebody like you in a midlife crisis or going through or sees that they're gonna, you know what? There's hope, right? Because that also yep. is creating the the fear of well, so it's the rejection, right? So I just we were just talking about earlier with the fear of rejection. So you got rejected. So the no happened. what does that mean? The comeback starts now. And number two, look at the opportunity around. You. True. True. That's it. That's it, man. And, and, and
1: when when this book come out. I've got a a book and a subject that everyone can identify with in one point of their life or another. Everybody, you know, they can identify with that. It could be large, could be small, could be past, present, or future, but they could identify with some type of failure in their life. And so, uh, so it's that's my uh, that's going to be my second book and uh I'm looking forward to uh, I'm I'm hoping to my goal is to have that written this year. I suppose I had it two years ago and I had my I had my outline and uh I was, you know write well actually my chapter outline and I took a picture of it because I had wrote, written on paper. And then I, I learned a quick way how to delete uh pictures on your, your iPhone and I thought it had backed up to my Google uh, Drive, and for some reason, uh, it didn't. Well, I ended up finding my Notepad uh, earlier. I think I found it la- I think I found it in December with uh, my, my uh, chapter outline, and so so I'm hoping to uh, get that done this year.
0: That's awesome, man! No, it, I wish you best of luck in that. We'll, we'll definitely stay in touch in that aspect for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's always important, bro. It's always important. Yeah. But, that's yes, the word, and I'm a big believer in uh, sharing is caring, right? Just keep sharing people's stuff and, and be that altruistic person you were meant to be. You know, that's it, True. bro. Uh, we'll have to talk about altruism at the end, but let's get to our next point. This is, this is some good stuff here. Um, time. You said that it was your biggest challenge, not having enough time. If you can be that hindsight, that armchair quarterback, and say, hey, Troy, listen, I got 2020 right here. What are you going to do to maximize your time, and what are you going to do for other people to maximize their time, and, and use that relational experience, like you said in the sales industry?
1: Hmm. Good question. I think for me, my biggest challenge, as I said, is, is time, and 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 part of the reason is because I work a full time job. Hmm? I have a full time business. And basically, I'm full-time ministry. I'm very active in my church in the ministry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so with all that, you know, my biggest challenge is time, trying to find – and everything is important and needs to be done and has to be done. I will probably tell a person to try to start where you could just – have your business as your um, sole income starting out. For example, I would tell young people, you know, somebody 18, college, stay at home with your parents, get you, you know, some type of work or part-time, don't freeload. but start your business. And if you want to go to school, I'm not a big proponent of making people go to college, College is not for everybody i am pro education, but it's not for everybody, but it's for them. go to school, have you some type of gig that you're you growing you're building, and maybe have a little part time job you know to bring income in and as you see I got started late Kevin <laughs> so I got started late, and if they stay at home you you don't have no risk- no bills, no responsibility. I know the parents got rules and stuff, but you uh when you got to buy your own groceries, your own toilet paper, your own toothpaste, hey, that's a different ball game. Uh, but if you're at home with your parents, so I would recommend people to take advantage of their parents and start young and building a business, building at a at a young age where they don't have to, you know, they have more time. You you understand what I'm saying?
0: Honestly, I develop, and it, 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 even if you don't want to, you know, build like a massive scale business, even stuff like a side hustle is even great. Right? that—that's the key. It can always build into something greater, and 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 you practice um, discipline, work ethic, and get the core fundamentals from not only your parents, but you also see things when you get that part-time job too. Sure. And I
1: and I and I would recommend the business not be a brick and mortar, be some right. type of online. Business where you have you have all these access to all these uh, potential prospects, uh, and you don't have the overhead and the responsibility. You
0: know, I think podcasting is a great tool, and uh, books, right? Books is something, even like you said, writing any, anything that you can make into a profit, even if it does, like I said, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. But you can just Correct. still work on it and build about two, three years into your crap. You're right. selling, you're, you're selling yourself. As that's been the theme of the show. You're selling yourself on good morals, good principles, and good road to understanding right. that are the key principles. And, and you're starting young. I think the key is anything you're trying to do. And we've interviewed people who are starting their music game at age 10. It's crazy, but it, that's yeah. what the, that's what it takes now. It takes it takes that youth and pride to get going and use those wise ears, for sure, and energy.
1: Well, Kevin, uh, you know, uh again, I got started real late, you know i, I you know I didn't realize really that I, that I I was a salesperson didn't realize uh you know and I kind of knew a little bit about uh business, but as I got older, I learned more and, and like I said, I'm constantly learning and so i, I made some bad decisions too, at a young age, you know, like getting a car, car I had a car note at seventeen uh, uh I had a pay for a car. And I traded it in and it had a car note at 17. You know, just, and I when I look back, you know, I try to educate. Don't do that. Keep right. I had an old hoop thing. I should have kept it. But, you know, I just, I didn't have anybody back then to guide me, you know. And so I try to share my experiences. Remember, Kevin, I told you I got a PhD in failure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I try to share with them experiences. Uh, That in the long run can help them, and I hope. Like again, I tell you, I'm not a writer, so I I really don't care to write. Now, I I don't mind talking and speaking, uh, but writing is just not something that I'm a fan of. But I hope you know, I go when I leave off the scene, my grandkids or people come and see some of my notes and see. Oh, Troy, he you know he said this, he said that, you know, and. The book, the, oh, wow, you, the, right, the legacy, right. the impact, you know, and, and that's the reason why I want to do that.
0: No, you uh, you made a, a massive point about that legacy, I think, earlier in the show. We're trying to build that legacy, and when you leave the face of the earth, you you had that for your kids, and you had that for, heck, everybody. Right? Everybody you impact, and we'll talk about that Correct. at the end with the quote. Um, so I want to touch on the earth you, you mentioned. Uh, you, you said uh, – this and the believe we wish more people believed. I wish more people knew that I am the one that genuinely cares for people and in their lives for somebody who may not understand what that means or who have never had that comforting feeling in their life or may have had troubling times in their life with loved ones or family jobs, etc., mm-hmm. what's their biggest message you can give off to those people and yourself going forward? I think the biggest
1: thing that I can give is that. Troy cares about people even if I don't get a sale. Hmm. I I genuinely care. For an example, um this this is classic for me. Now, I do this offline. So, Kevin, hmm? you 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 mean you 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 sent me a text. You send me a text. You said, "Hey Troy, uh uh how you doing?" I said, "I'm well." Uh, I turn around and say, uh, Kevin, how you doing? You say, okay. My next question is define okay. Right. Because most of the time we're creatures of habit. So I've detected that there's something wrong. Most people don't even pay attention. They don't even care. I want to know what's wrong. Genuine. I want to know what's wrong. I may not be able to solve the problem or fix the problem, but you hey Troy, can we talk? Yeah, sure. You might just need to vent. And get it off your chest. Somebody to listen. Absolutely. And so uh so that's the type uh and everybody don't always know that I genuinely uh care about people. Now I can't say Kevin, I, I can let everybody monopolize my time, you know, I'm busy. So Course, so I might have to I am have to call you two days later, you know, uh or, or whatever, because you know, I'm busy. But but I genuinely care and, 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 and I don't think many people know that because people do know that I'm a salesperson. But <laughs> but I genuinely care about people, even though I'm a salesperson. Because I tell people I'll sell you in I'll sell you in a minute. But when I sell you, I'm gonna make sure I educate you and I'm gonna make sure I take care of you. I'm not gonna take advantage of you. And I think sometimes people uh, don't get it because they know I'm, I'm a salesperson, but they don't realize I care more
0: about them than just the sales. Right. They they We talked about the top of the chart, that stereotype of the, the, the typical salesman. It's, it's not Correct. right. It's not right. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. There's actually good people like yourself and others who I'm sure we've all worked with this. So you know what? This is my right-hand guy or girl, right? Because they know right. what they're doing, they know how to make relational actions, and I think if we can break the stigma, like yourself, it's going to help the future people of America and across the world going into this industry for sure.
1: Well, Kevin, let me get another When I worked wireless, yeah, go first. When I work when I worked in the wireless industry selling phones, there were people. Uh, again, remember, I would say here, here's uh, two cars. Do me a favor, don't keep me a secret if you need anything call me you don't have to call the store you can call my cell phone directly you don't have right. to you know now there were some of my coworkers. they didn't give our card they didn't give a number matter of fact if the, if the person came back into the store and, and i told my customers if you have a problem come back and see me don't see nobody else now i had customers never told the customers uh coworkers, never tell the customers anything when a customer came in with a problem they would go ghost, go go run in the back, or act like they don't know them. Or I I didn't do that. It, I, I sold you, so I'm gonna take responsibility if there's a problem. And it used to anger me because some of those people. Uh, now now I got to the point. Kevin, you came in with a problem, now, now I, so I told you use a little wisdom. You came in with a problem, and I say, Kevin, who who was your salesperson? You will say uh, Johnny Brown. Okay, let me go get Johnny Brown. <laughs> wow. so I want you to handle your customer. I handle mine. I, I don't want to. If, you, if you're going to sell the customer, you need to take responsibility of the customer service that come behind that. So again, I cared. If they had a problem, I didn't want them to go. I didn't want to put them off on somebody else because I cared about my coworker. Here's how I care. If I sold you. And then you had a problem. If you go to my coworker, then you take money out of my coworker pocket because he's tied up with you, and somebody else may come in that's willing to buy, but you're tied up with my customer. Wow. You, you understand what I'm saying?
0: Right, right, right. No, I understand what you're saying. It, it's, it not only creates a little bit of uh, anxiety, but also, I see what you said, it creates that stress that you don't need. It's it's wasting your time, basically. It Correct. Sense. It is. It
1: is. It is and then if I get caught with your customer, then oh, somebody else come in and to buy, then I've lost because I'm tied up with your customer. Now it's different if you went at work or you was t- you was tied up or something like right, that. Right, but, I'm, right, right. but I but I'm saying I've seen it where uh an experiences where the people will sell and uh, for example, uh, I don't know if it's changed, but at the time when you upgraded a phone or bought new services, they would charge you activation fee or upgrade charge. They would put it on the bill. Well, I would cover, uh, it wasn't a bill, but it's called customer service summary. I would say, I would cover, I would go over it, say your first bill is going to be high, Kevin, and on that bill you're going to have a activation charge the upgrade charge i will cover it then i ask you any questions. well there were some people they wouldn't even tell the customer that they come in with a bill why didn't they tell me it was activation charge or upgrade charge? things like that so i cared for the customer right. i cared for even my employees and uh i just i just believe in being fair to people you know
0: no, it, it's sad, and that's that's happened to one of my buddies and, and many other people who said, especially in the phone game, right, And we that's a whole nother world with the new 5G speeds. Who knows what's going to happen? But even back when, like, the iPhone uh, 8 was coming in, right, the new Pro and the camera and all that, people mm-hmm. were getting burned on, you know, well, I didn't realize there was an upgrade charge. Or, you know, you rolled over all your Verizon data to T-Mobile, and they still, you know, charged. It's ridiculous, but yeah, that's what people do, man. Some people... They just are desperate, right? And then and that desperation calls for desperate measures, and we gotta avoid that stigma moving forward for sure.
1: Yeah, if you if you take care of the people and just be you know transparent with them, the people appreciate that, you know, because they they know you're looking out for them. So I mean, uh, uh, I have a she's an insurance uh, client of mine. She's a uh, she was a cell phone client of mine whenever she wouldn't buy from nobody else but me she called me when you're going to be at work i'll be at work to such day and she said well i said well uh i won't be there to well i'll wait till you be there i'm i'm coming she and, and she was lower she would send people to me that's real yeah. she trusted me yeah she i, I took care of her and, and i if if you ask me certain kevin if you ask me hey uh troy uh, what about that song i wouldn't buy that song <laughs>
0: yeah right. You're being
1: open. <laughs> right. You know. I'm tell- now, I, now I will tell you, Kevin. I'll sell it to you, but I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> you. If you ins- if you insist, Kevin, that you want it, I'll sell it to you. But I'm telling you, I wouldn't buy it. And when you come back with problems, don't just say you
0: told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I tell you. No, know, listen. To, listen to the experts. Right. I like to say. Man. Don't go right. yep. against the experts' nature. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, man. And one other thing I took away from that, right? I think it, it I know you said time is one of your biggest challenges, but it's starting to become the universal next currency, if not the currency in the next 10 years. I, I really do think all we get, not only do all we got is time, but if you use it wisely and, and you maximize it, you can really yeah. get an extra month out of the year. If you maximize enough and priorite prior prior, prior, is it, whatever the word is, prioritize, uh, you can not only get extra months, but you can also get that extra relationship, that extra phone call, that extra, it, and it adds up at the end of the year. Absolutely.
1: Okay, and that's one of the most, value, that's one of the most valuable commodities. That's why you know, I'm starting to work a job to pay the bills, but it's my business, because eventually when it really grows, I want to have that freedom, Right. you know, just to have that uh, uh, income. And where uh, I can have that time freedom, and and when I do that time freedom, then I'll operate. I'll still be working, but I won't be working a job. I'll be working more in the ministry side, where I'm you know, giving and helping people and stuff like that. And that's my that's my ultimate goal, my why. I want to be able to have freedom, free freedom to really operate in the ministry to help people.
0: Right, and that goes back to your uh, when you get through those downtimes, my faith in God. I believe yep. that was the, yep, yep. That's great, man. That's great. I, I definitely think you'll have it, man. Just keep that up, um, and that's actually a perfect segue. If the stars align, when the stars align, you said it would like it would like to be a thriving business working remotely with uh, VA, and I'm relationships, closing deals, and helping. And certain people are maintaining a monthly residential uh, residential income. Uh, give me a little bit more insight, elaborate on that. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah. So what what I, my, my mom, I was describing my.
0: Uh, Perfect
1: picture. Yeah, perfect picture. VA, virtual assistants. Uh, I hate paperwork. Uh, So I can have some VAs to handle administrative tasks. The tasks that I'm not good at, that I don't need to be doing, I can delegate it. Someone handles that uh, where uh, i got the residual income uh, coming in. Uh, I don't have to worry about uh, uh, trading time for dollars, the residual income coming in. And then I'm operating, like I said, in ministry because I'm well, in ministry, all of it's volunteer. You know, it is it, it's all been volunteer. And so so I don't want to continue to do that and do it on another level. And so that's my ideal uh to paint a picture of hey, here's my perfect world. And, and it's not about being rich. I'm not trying to be rich, right, just, right? You know, just to be able to have that that freedom, you know, to have a system that's working. That system is producing the income, uh, and then I'm doing things I I, I want to do instead of have to do.
0: Well, you no, know, that's it. That's that's it. You want to? I think everyone's goal, right? Even if you don't admit it. Or not, everyone's goal is to have some type of freedom in their life. It may be True. small. It may be big. And True. the fact that you're still doing all this while still helping people and, and giving back to the community, it's underrated. You know, sometimes we think our local community is so what. Let's go to the big cities, but the heart is in the local communities and local areas. And it makes yeah, a difference true. for sure. It does. It definitely does. All right, brother, let's get to this last one. We, we hit on it just about a couple minutes ago, about altruism and, uh, you know, this impact question. I'll read the quote and then I'll have you explain it. Okay. Who can I impact today? Or can I make the biggest impact with your quote? And in the spirit of altruism, giving back and, and making that impact in the legacy, what will be your end legacy? Not only for the end of this year, 2020, in this decade, but when it's all said and done, old Troy legacy be it for uh, giving back and, and all that we said.
1: Well, as I said earlier, uh, and when, when I say almost every day, I, I, I get up, and um, the question I'm asking is—it's uh, not necessarily verbal, but it's mental—is who can I impact today? What can I do? It could be as small as opening the door for right. somebody. And, uh, it it, it doesn't have to be anything big it could be sending a text uh i sent a text today to one of my one of my clients uh she had told me that uh uh, last month that a husband had a car accident uh the the daughter had some domestic issues and the son i think broke his wrist or something and i just sent a text say hey how's everybody doing you know she said, thank you for checking on me. She said, we're coming along. So I just want to I get up every day to see if I can do something small or great to make an impact. My legacy, as I said earlier, is when people come to Troy, when Troy passed, Troy always tried to make the impact. That's what I want people to say. I'll say this quote. Um john maxwell he's an international one of my mentors international guru uh, leadership guru and he says uh this he said most people chase success success uh deals with me and, and especially when early in life we're, we're chasing success he said but when you get older you start chasing after significance and when you start chasing after significance, you start looking at how you can impact others. It's not about you, like success is. It's about others. And that's where I'm at now in my in my age. It's not about success. It's about significance. And when people, when my name come up, oh, yeah, I remember Troy. He always tried to make an impact.
0: That was a great, that's beautiful line myth, It really is a. Uh... That's a great one-liner to end it, but it really is a true statement to not only the quality of people and the quality service you're going to provide in the next years, but the fact that you've manifested and said, you know what Troy knows, success, the work you put in, right? You said you started at an older age compared to everyone, and the fact that you've been the PhD of failure, quote-unquote, yeah. you've had that, right? You've been through the, the ringer. Yeah. Now it's time for you to give back to the significance part and I think it's going to be a heck of a ride in the next couple of years now. I'm I'm looking forward to making more connections and having more talks in the future with you for sure.
1: Likewise, Kevin, definitely. We Kevin, we we have a relationship. You my friend. You remember. Yes that. sir.
0: Yes sir. <laughs> yes sir. Uh before we go to can you plug your social down so people can find you anything you want to plug bigger time right now. For yes, sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, so everyone can
1: find me my my podcast is called Troy Talks that's T-A-L-K-S Troy Talks. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Troy underscore talks. I'm on Twitter, Troy underscore talks. Uh, also I'm on Facebook, uh, my uh uh Troy Holt. H-O-L-T is my last name, H-O-L-T. And also my um uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is Troy Holt. I'm probably more on uh, LinkedIn heavily, and Instagram, I pull back from a lot of uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, I'm not on there, I built a uh, Twitter Twitter following, i got a few Twitter accounts, but I've built a Twitter following, but I'm not on there as much, but I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram probably the most at this time.
0: Perfect, guys, check out his Instagram, check out the LinkedIn. And, well, man, thank you so much. And to the podcast experience, listeners, appreciate you guys always for giving undivided attention. It's been a blessing, but I appreciate you.
1: Likewise, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir, for having me.
0: Absolutely, man. And thank you, guys. Check it out.
1: Yo, thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And for more awesome stories, please subscribe. If you have someone else in mind that should hear these episodes too, go ahead and share it. We dare you. Follow us on Instagram at The United Promotion. And for everything else, including show notes and more
0: info on how to become a guest on our podcast, visit linktr.ee forward slash the UP. Have a great day.